Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. Where each week, we discuss two episodes of the Pokemon anime, and just whatever else happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Hello. Hey, Alex. How you doing? I am super excited. Oh, good, good, good. And sharing that excitement is our other co-host, Austin. How you doing, Austin? You know me, a fountain of excitement. <laughs> I'm just constantly oozing and spewing out excitement. That's Gushing excitements. I do have ooze over here. One moment, please. Oh, is it like the fart-making ooze? No, not just any ooze. Super secret, special ooze. Ivan ooze. Ooh, it's like slurping around. Gross. <laughs> what is... <laughs> Stop it. Oh, God. (laughs) That's the sound Austin makes when he's excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm some sort of, like, squid monster or something. (laughs) I'm just so enthralled to the fact that every single time we mention something, Alex, Austin's like, oh, I got it right here. I know. I got this ooze. I got this <laughs> Evangelion figure. I've got this Digimon thing. <laughs> like, what? what is behind you? <laughs> like, Austin lives his life with props. He just has props. It's like the carrot top. He just has everything. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, ooze. I've got ooze right here. Who can say that I've got ooze, like, right three feet to the left of me? Oh, my God. <laughs> See, that's the magic of this room, and I'm gonna, I'm kind of gonna miss it when I move to my new place, because I won't have this setup anymore, where I can just pull out random shit. <laughs> Wait, you're not gonna have a super secret, like, fun game room area? Well, I'm thinking about, I think I'm gonna put my office area in, like, the hallway, the front hallway, and then I'll have to use the second bedroom as an actual bedroom, but possibly with, like, a man cave gaming area as well. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm we'll sure you'll out. figure out the best situation. We'll be ooze coming out of the walls. And the walls <laughs> will ooze green slime. Can I hear that ooze noise one more time before we get into it? So uh, nothing exciting, Austin? No um, nope. PG games, books, memorabilia? No, no exciting new cereals, nothing like that. Okay, all right. So Austin's honed in on the home transfer going on, so good luck with that. Alex, we know you did something. I did. What did I do? I, okay, so I watched Groundhog Day for the first time in my life. It's not even Groundhog Day. I know, but I feel like I don't, apparently when I looked up the Wikipedia, because I always do, you know, I watch a new movie and then I look it up afterwards, but it's like a cultural touchstone or something. And I'm like, how did I go my whole life without having seen this movie? Jacob, have you seen Groundhog Day? Yeah, Bill Murray, newscaster, yeah, repeats over and over again. Yeah. It is a cultural touchstone, Alex. Congratulations. But why? What makes it that? I think it was like kind of the first of its kind. You got this comedy thing that devolves into this kind of like manic dystopia thing. I mean, I guess when it turns into like, okay, he's trapped over in the in the time loop over and over, and that was pretty crazy. But I think when it starts turning into like the serious, like, kind of like click, right? Where he starts like 
Oh, that's a good comparison. That's a really good one. Yeah, like when he starts to realize like, okay, this existential, you know, trap that he's in. And so he starts like finding all these ways to like kill himself. And like he spends mm-hmm. all this time. Like how much time is implied that he spent in the loop? Because he learned like how to play piano and how to speak different languages and like all these things. I know at one point it's supposed to be tens of thousands of years. Is it? Yeah. It's a long time. Like, at one point, the script had it so it started out with him having already been in this loop for an eternity. But obviously, like, it's more better. It's better if we, the audience, see that realization happening. Because I think at some point, you kind of get that realization of, like, he's not just been doing this for, like, a few days. Like, this is decades and decades like he's been trapped for a long time this is millennia at one point and the crazy start to develop and and then okay so i can kind of see where you're coming from like that because it turns it starts out as a it's a stupid comedy and then it turns into like a ooh, i feel kind of like heavy yeah it hits it hits hard according to yahoo.com it was 33 (laughs) years and 350 days that's very specific someone figured it out i guess that's still a long time so and then what finally breaks the curse is he sleeps with the lady so is that what break it i don't i can't remember that's what what broke it yes he finally gets with the girl rita that was his goal the whole time was to get with the girl and he had to do that to break the loop i don't know if that it wasn't like specifically laid out like oh that's what you have to do to break the curse or whatever but he eventually because he has well in her perspective it's one day like she falls in love with him in one day but for him it's been 30 years that's an awfully long time to commit someone to sleep with you (laughs) well he wasn't trying to do it the whole time though that's true that's true not the whole time but do we know what starts the curse him just going to punxsutawney and not being able to leave the town because there's like a blizzard oh so he just gets stuck yeah i don't know what the reasoning is like he just gets that's kind of scary that there is no reasoning though that makes it harder for him to figure out the solution i guess i don't know if there i mean it wasn't really presented like that was the solution he just happened to fall in love with this woman and then like after that when she like falls in love with him too and then they end up together then the next day happens and he's not trapped anymore see that always bothered me because now he has like a huge leg up on her yeah like he knows that she'll never be able to have yeah did he keep all his prior knowledge the next day? Like, he woke up and he still had all the languages and the piano? Yes. Holy cow, that's uh, that's a lot going on there. He knows, like, multiple languages. He knows multiple instruments. He knows the entire history of everybody in the town. Like, he knows everything. He should be mayor. That should be the... They just run for mayor next. He should be the groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all seen um, Palm Springs? No. Mm-mm. It's an Andy Samberg movie, and I know that sounds a not good movie. No, I heard it was really good. It's really good. It's it's kind of like Groundhog Day, but they're on equal footing, more or less. Like everybody? The guy and the girl. Oh, the guy and the girl. Okay. Yeah. I always got That movie made me have like a crisis, too, because I'm like, what if I'm one of the people who don't know they're caught in a loop? Like, he knows that he's going through, and everybody in the town's what they're going to do, but they go through the same day not knowing that they're just repeating the actions that they just did. Well, I mean, maybe we're all in a loop. and we'll just That's what know. I mean. That's scary, right? Somebody out there is just going through this loop, and when they sleep with someone, we're all going to die. But you would never know. It wouldn't but affect you, would, you. I know. It's weird, though, right? Because you're going through every day. 
Uh, the hamster wheel's just spinning and you're stuck on it. It's only the last loop that matters to you. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that true. the premise or like one of the theories, quote unquote theories, about what deja vu is? Because it's that feeling that you've been there before. So like one theory is like you live your life over and over and over again. But when you get to those moments, those are moments that have already happened to you in a past life. Like that's one way I've heard of it explained. Obviously, that's, you know, take it with a grain of salt or whatever. But I get deja vu too much for comfort. I hear that. You've lived it before. Apparently, it's weird. Maybe I'm stuck in a loop. I don't know. <laughs> okay, in Haruhi Suzumiya, the Endless Eight lasts for 594 years, apparently. Holy cow, really? So we only get, we get like a microdose of what actually he goes yeah. through. Yeah. We need to watch that. Alex, I think we should, we should, as a, as a group, watch that show. I've the said Endless that. Eight, or the whole, the whole show or just the Endless Eight? The whole thing. I've never seen it. I have no idea. You guys reference it all the time, and I literally am like, what? What are you talking about? It was big in its time. That's a really good one. That's a really good time jump one. And then I mentioned this before, but Steins Gate is another one that's like really, really good. It's it's like Groundhog Day, but harder. You know, like Ooh. the solution's harder to figure out. I think it's just a really good premise. It's just a great premise. The endless loop. That's oh, a fun, yeah. yeah, storytelling technique. And it's crazy that it's like, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for Alex. Uh, it's great. It's, it is it is Endless 8 for a reason. So Okay, we'll watch it. Yeah. There's two seasons, right? Or is it I just, think so. There's like the melancholy and then there's the, what's the disastrous light? What's, I, I couldn't remember. I couldn't, the movie's <laughs> no, called something. There's the movie that's called something and then there's the The disappearance is the movie. The disappearance, yeah. And then the melancholy, I think, is the show. All right, but that's a good one. So you watched Groundhog Day. What else you watched? Um, what else did I do? It's actually been 33 years since we last talked to Alex, but we don't know that. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that. Uh, no, I... Oh, apparently, okay, Friday, which I know this is coming out later, but apparently the 29th was National Free Coffee Day, and I had no idea, and I just so happened to have gone to a coffee shop for a work thing, and I got a free hot chocolate, so that was really exciting. That's not it, though. That's not coffee. I know, but it was a free anything. Like, anything you ordered from the coffee shop was free, and I didn't know. So I got a large hot chocolate, and it was really good. All you got to do is say, I'll take one coffee shop, please, and now you're a business owner. I know. Shit. Oh, I missed my chance. I just was satisfied with the free hot chocolate, but I should have taken over the whole restaurant. That was the most exciting thing. (laughs) I didn't know that's the reason why I was getting free coffee all day Friday. Apparently, that's why. Hey, don't you want a bun? Don't you want a balloon? It's National Free Balloon Day. We stole the balloon. Everything goes back to SpongeBob. Man, Spon- those sixty episodes are so goddamn good. Okay, <laughs> they are. They really are. You know what, guys? I think we need to look up like on those like fun holiday calendars and see when the next National Free Whatever Day is. We need to go out and do it. I'm on it, Jacob. How was your week? Let's take a guess real quick. What the next free thing is going to be? I think it's going to be like free bagel day. Free bagel day is next. Corn dogs. That's a good one. Corn dogs. I'm feeling corn dogs in my heart. Uh, I googled National Free Days and I'm just finding like credit scams. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, like it's just pages and pages of it. Search National Free Food Days. Okay. Oh, I'm on crazycouponlady.com. That's fun. Oh, that's that's a good one. Place Stick your bets, Jacob. Corn dogs or bagels. Um, I don't know if it's free necessarily, but October 4th is not National Taco Day. 
Oh, that's going to be free. That's going to be free. Yeah. When's National Free Oil Change Day? Because my car needs some new oil in it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for that one. What's next, Austin? It's National Pizza Month. Pizza gets its own month? Holy cow. Pizza pizza gets a whole month. month. Uh, October 11th is National Sausage Pizza Day. Oh. What? It's its own day. (laughs) 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 And October 28th is National First Responders Day food deals. First responders day. October gets an entire pizza month, but then there's a specifically like sausage pizza day, like further subdivided, like all according to Keikaku. Okay. Okay. And then <laughs> October thirty first has a link to free food deals for Halloween. So oh, that doesn't count. You get, you get free candy. I mean yeah, if you're a like, child. Yeah, only if you're a child. Yeah, right. but on that one the onus is on us, the general populace, to be supplying the candy. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm excited for Halloween, though. But uh, my week, I don't know. I didn't do anything too exciting. I've kind of got hooked on um, phonics. It's gonna be this is gonna be me. yeah, hooked on phonics. I'm reaching a lot of Schoolhouse Rock too. I've started playing a lot of Call of Duty Mobile, which I'm not proud of. But I, you are such a phone gamer. You know what? It is getting bad. There's just like this new phone, and I can actually get games. I'm open to a whole new world of mobile gaming, and it, it's pretty crazy how far it's come since Doodle Jump. I will say that because that's all my previous phone could play doodle jump <laughs> yeah that's all i could have on it uh that in solitaire but i've been there done that minesweeper and yeah cell. black pinball i've been there yeah every game is like owned by one company though which is kind of weird uh tencent they own everything yeah including pokemon unite yeah they do it's crazy how good good it looks on a phone though like i'm playing it and i was like i haven't played a call of duty game really since my xbox 360 and i was like holy cow it actually looks pretty close to an xbox 360 the graphics so it's uh that's something else right there 10 years right that's still impressive so i don't know i use my xbox 360 controller and i got like a little what's it called like the crosses on my phone i put a sticker on that to make sure that my aim's really correct and I've bought the blue light glasses with the infrared on them, so I can see people a little better. I mean, I'm getting into it. Very serious so. gamer. Are, are you really buying all this stuff? No, no, I'm not. No, <laughs> I was like, if you're gonna put all that money into it, may as well just buy a damn new console and <laughs> our gaming no, but, computer. And then I can't carry it with me, Austin. It's not, you know, I can't just pull it out and play it. It's true. I do use my controller with it though, and that's pretty cool. On your phone? Yeah, like my Xbox 360. No. Xbox 360 controller, no. What's the newest Xbox? Series uh, We don't know. X- we don't know the name. S- <laughs> the Elite S, uh, S-Series uh, Xbox, that controller works on the phones. So it's uh, it's interesting. That's the most interesting thing I've heard. So you, you what, Bluetooth pair your controller to your phone and then yeah. set your phone up and then play on a little screen? Yeah, it works. It actually works. You could play any game with it too, like Among Us on your phone works with your controller. Probably any other game too works with a controller. Yeah, I'm mad at you guys, by the way, because I'm like, oh, let's play Among Us, whatever. And you guys have never once said anything back. What? You never texted us that. <gasps> I said it that? before in real life. You got to make specific plans if you want people to make plans with okay. you. You can't just put out a vague notion. You got to be real about it okay you're right and then i can't be upset that nobody cares because i haven't had a set plan we'll play it on national among us day and, yay um, <laughs> it comes and that happens 
<laughs> That'd probably be in like uh when does it get dark early? I'd probably be in November. Apparently they have a new map coming out. That's all I ever see about it. Mm-hmm. People forget that they they were gonna make a Among Us two, but then they just canceled it when the first game got so popular. Really? So, okay. Yeah. But uh, that was basically it. Uh, I'm learning the new mechanics of this phone and playing some games on it. I didn't watch anything fun or exciting. Cool. That was it. Yeah, pretty dull. Kind of like Austin's week. Kind of dull. Or usually a little more manic and, uh, like, I don't know, ang- anxious. But good luck with that. Anyway, again, Austin. Anyway, uh, what can I? how can I transition here to the Pokemon episodes? Well, you don't need to transition to Pokemon episodes. You need to transition to listener feedback section. Uh, that's right. Oh, can we workshop that name? Maybe. Yeah, let's, let's do it right now. What do we want to call it? Delibird Delivery? Delibird Delivery. Oh, yeah, because we got mail. Like, here's the mail. It never fails, but we don't have a song. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> here's the mail. It never fails. Blue's Clues. Um, Come on, you yeah, guys. Got, I, I understood that. Steve goes and gets the mail from the Yeah, I, I knew what it was from. I was trying to think of something for uh, listener feedback. Let's give it a crack. It won't be whack. Probably whack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Austin, before that, you said something about like the episode we lost audio. You had to make a yes. disclaimer. Um, episode 109, which I believe is... Which which one is that? They all blur together. Whichever one episode 109 is, that one, it went live without audio during the transition from Week Talk to the episodes. Oh, I did notice that. Yeah, and it also did not have audio... During the 30-second summary. I'm glad Alex noticed this and then failed to say anything about it, by the way. I live for the chaos. So, I fixed it, I hope. I don't even know how that happened in the first place because I I genuinely don't know how that happened. Maybe it's fixed now, maybe it's not. I certainly hope it is. If it's not, leave five stars anyway. (laughs) All right, it's your job as a listener to fill in the summary and the blank audio. Okay. Yeah, just uh, hum a little tune. Hum the 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 mail song. Here's yeah. the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to yell, mail. All right. Well, Alex is wagging her tail. I posted the Twitter poll. <laughs> what do you think best describes Gary Oak as of mid-Johto? And we got a grand total of two votes. Yay. Thanks, guys. Uh, the options were sexy daddy Gary Gigachad. Ooh. <laughs> And Bill Bear Grylls wannabe poser. I did not vote in the poll, but I would have voted for sexy daddy Gary, whatever you just said. Well, you and two other people, because that got a hundred percent of the votes. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's not. Shout right. out to my fellow Gary stands. <laughs> Those people have not rewatched the episodes recently. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not depraved. Okay, this is all a joke. I, I'm perfectly aware he's a character in a in a show. Disclaimer. Did you just say I'm in a show? <laughs> no, what I said. That's what I heard. No, he, I said I'm perfectly aware that he's a character in a show, and not a real person. All right. The other listener feedback we got was from our friend Tristan. Um, he had a few points about the Snubble Granbull episode skimming through this it looks like this one i liked a quote we missed when team rocket is trying to lure snubble in with meowth either jesse or J- james says come get that tail we missed that we missed that oh you know what oh man oh that's a good one see we struggle for quotes and there's so many good quotes that we don't notice i'm glad we had somebody to point that out to us because i can't believe we didn't make a joke there 
Tristan was also very concerned about the backstory of the giant machines that Jesse and James and Meowth are able to conjure up at a moment's notice. And he wants an explanation on the the funding and the manufacturing of these. And I'm like, yeah, we need an entire episode about that. Can we write that episode, actually? We just need an inside look. You know how we got the Pokeball factory and like X and Y? We need and it a- was boring as hell. Yeah. I know. It was so yeah. upsetting. We don't talk about it. But we need an inside popular Pokemon magazine, like what that operation is. Because that's where they come from. We've kind of speculated that somehow Giovanni's like given them funding somehow or like some kind of like black card, credit card thing. But we we don't know for sure. And obviously they're spending all their money on these machines and not food because they're always hungry. I blame Meowth. I think he's in charge of the finances. Oh, yeah, that that makes sense. That actually probably is it. Uh, and last question is, are Grand Bull tusks made of ivory like an elephant? That's a good question, considering they're like skin colored. They're like protrusions. Well, they're the same pink color as its rest of its body. So is it? Well, they're sharp. So surely they're not like flesh. I assumed it's supposed to be like lockjaw on like a bulldog. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like it's teeth, just like really kind of oversized teeth that they emphasize how bulldogs make me so uncomfortable. The, Specifically, the, the pugs, the noses, the way that they have difficulties their whole lives. With and you can't, they can't give natural birth. I'm like, it makes me upset. <laughs> to be honest with you, the inbreeding has really yeah. Kind of, that's not a very good genetic pool to pull from. That's maybe that's why Snubble kind of creeps me out a little bit. It doesn't look right. It has like it's all inbred. Yeah, I think so. But Granbull looks a lot better. We were big fans of Granbull. I know when it evolved in that episode, we were like, "Oh yeah, cool, Granbull's here now," and it definitely had a better voice. It did. It looks cooler. It's more threatening. You know, I would say Granbull is one of those Pokemon that has an inconsistent, inconsistent, inconsistent <laughs> color palette. Because sometimes it looks more pink and sometimes it's more like a gray. Oh, God, here we go. It's an, oh the shuckle gosh. debate all over again. The colorblind part of the podcast. I will take that to my grave. I don't care. I am. That a was a purple shuckle. Blue shuckle. Purple. <laughs> Blue. It's purple. as purple as this ooze that I have. It is so not. Your ooze is blue. This is purple. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> Y'all, y'all are obstinate. No, you wouldn't let us compromise and say blurple. You're like, no, it's not allowed. Because it wasn't blurple. It was purple. Okay. <laughs> we just have to agree to disagree. Jacob's on my side, though. I think it's blurple. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else, Austin? What you got? That's it. Thank you, Tristan, for the wonderful feedback. If anybody else would ever like to write in or, you know, if you have comments or questions or thoughts about episodes, please let us know. Please write in to us. We love to hear from you. We got many avenues to receive a message. We got email. We got Twitter. We got Instagram. We got Patreon. That's about it. So, yeah. You could always put your message in a bottle and send it out to sea and then maybe in 30 years we'll find it. Like that Orange Islands episode where that girl did that and the twerps found it. Yep. Not as reliable, but potentially could work. Yep, true that. So thanks thanks again, Tristan. And um, I guess the, I could talk. I forgot some part of my week. I found a giant roach in my house today. Ugh. And it's uh, palmetto bug season. And I saw that bug. It made me think about a bug in our first episode. Am I right? Ah. Oh. Ah.
That's right. Pokemon episode. I actually did see a roach. It was huge. Yeah. I had to kill it. So. Oh, all right. All right, let's kill this Yanma. That's what the townspeople want to do. That's right. We got the two episodes this week. The first one's called Wings and Things and The Grass Route. Did we notice Veronica Taylor got really excited saying that title card? Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> she was wings like, and wings and things. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the best thing to order at Zaxby's. So, of course, she'd be excited. I mean, come on. Get the wings and wings and things. We are really doxing ourselves. The Zaxby's and the Palmetto Bugs. It's over. It's over. Everybody knows. Okay. Well, Zaxby's is, like, everywhere now, so. Not everywhere. Not yet. Oh, I mean, from in and out I always get wings and things from in and out it's my favorite oh yeah thing of course yeah <laughs> or whataburger let me get wings and things from whataburger yeah oh goodness all right the randomizer has spoken for this week alex you get the 30 second summary I challenge <laughs> and uh i get i get wings and things and austin gets the the grass route slash route i always get the one i don't take any notes on every time i don't even know where to start with these episodes this week uh they're kind of okay. Uh, no, that, they're that, not. That one, Don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> the second one's not good at all. I hated I the second one. took so many notes, you guys. I would say that these aren't necessarily my favorite episodes, but I have a lot to say, which sucks because I'm not, okay. I'm not, I don't have either one of them. Well, take, feel free to take the lead because I have nothing to say. Alex is going to do the 30 second summary challenge and summarize the episodes for you all today. So good I'm luck just going to carry this whole episode. That's fine. Yeah, your back's going to hurt by the end of it. I knew this was going to happen. I had a premonition. I had a feeling from this across the, the ground- ether. Is this your Groundhog Day? Right it now? is. I had some oh, vibrations. Oh, God. These episodes are your Groundhog Day? <laughs> what a horrible fate. At least it, it could be worse. It could be like, what What were the last week's episodes? Or the weeks before that, or the weeks before that. or <laughs> Maybe we are in a Groundhog Day loop, <laughs> and it's called Johto. Snubble and Ariados. That was last week's. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Ariados one sucked. All right. Get ready, Alex. Three, Wait, I'm doing two. wings and things first, right? Yes. Oh, shit. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we're still on the long road to Johto, whatever that means, and they identify a bug flying by as a Yanma. This Yanma turns out to be a Klepto. It steals Ash's hat. This little kid can't train it, and the dad is like, you have to get rid of this thing because it's causing destruction all across town. It keeps breaking all the glass in town. And conveniently, the dad is a glazer or window maker guy, and so he, uh... Little kid can't control his Yamma, but eventually Team Rocket attacks, and they Time. have the power of friendship, and everybody um, lives happily ever after. Time. Yep, sorry. <laughs> you said the dad was a glazer? Isn't that what it's called? Glazer? I've never heard that word in my life, but I like it. It's a I good know. word. Is that right? It sounds like he should have been part of that group that attacked the Wobbuffet Festival. You got Taser. Glazer. Glazer. Laser. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Hold on. I just don't like that term. Yeah, glazier. A person whose profession is fitting glass into windows and doors. How do you spell that? G-L-A-Z-I-E-R. Z-I-E-R. Or Z for our international listeners. Glazier. Ooh. Glazier. Fancy. I thought it'd be a guy that does like, makes donuts or something. Close, Trying to but make not the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Puts the glaze on the donuts. Let's dive into here. Um, if you like bugs, this is your episode for you. If you don't like bugs, well, skip skip it, I guess. Yanma's cute. Is it? Bugs are not cute. Yeah. This Yanma, though. What do we think of Yanma? It's a giant dragonfly looking Pokemon. I've never... I like dragonflies. Dragonflies are good for the environment. I will say that. They eat the mosquitoes and they're good, but I, I never caught this Pokemon in the game. Never 
battled with it. I don't even know what it even evolves to. Does it evolve anything cool? Yan Mega. Yan Mega's cool. Jesse has one, eventually. Is it just me, or every time I think of dragonflies, I think of Lenny Kravitz? Why? I don't know. I think it's just you. <laughs> All right. So we found a Yanma that looks like Lenny Kravitz, believe it or not, sitting on a rock, and uh, <laughs> Dexter... <laughs> Dexter tells us all about it. You know, Dexter has that knowledge, that Johto knowledge, so we learned a lot about it. Misty does not seem really scared of this giant bug. Uh, that's kind of weird, right? She just kind of shrugs it off that it exists. She al- she's always been picky and choosy. Yeah, with the... But she found Caterpie. Yeah, that never, that never made any sense. I could get the, the last Pokemon, the Eridos or whatever it was called. Yeah, that thing's scary. That thing is freaky looking. It had jabs on it. This thing's creepy, too. Like, if... We walked outside and we saw a, dry, a giant, giant, a giant dragonfly. I tried to dupe some, make a hybrid word there. You'd freak out too. But um, anyway, she doesn't seem bothered at all. In fact, nobody really even seems bothered with it. But they are bothered by the fact that this thing does steal Ash's hat. Which, I mean, it's like they just see it and they just like wave at it and it just flies towards him and, and steals his hat. Like, what? This thing has some brain damage or something. <laughs> Yeah, this this is, thing is yeah, a this, menace. Yeah, this is definitely a menace to society. The fact that this thing is still even around this area, whatever. I mean, it would have been... I would have had some giant bug zappers up around this whole city in an instant the moment this thing came into town. But anyway, this Yama flies away and gets Ash's hat, like I said, and flies to this kid named Lenny, of all things. Uh, no, which, no, he's not. <laughs> Zachary Evans. Zachary Evans. His last name. This is such a weird. Can we talk about his name? Such a weird, generic name. I mean, not sorry to all Zachary Evans out there, but it just doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't fit Pokemon, in my opinion. We'll see another contest winner of some sort. (laughs) Look at that. Look at up and see if he is Uh, a great name for him, especially with it being October now. Would have been Zachary Binks. Right? Get it? Yeah hilarious that's a hocus pocus reference for anyone who doesn't know <laughs> nobody nobody got it i still i still haven't seen the sequel sorry it's pretty good eh. it's good okay, to know I i'm looking taste. up zachary evans let's see any trivia on him nope nope literally they just maybe that was like somebody who worked in like the four kids production team like that was just like their kid's name or something so they were just like put it put it in there maybe his lip flaps just like a glazier, you just got to put it in there. Yeah, so Zachary Evans' name, cool. Not a contest winner, just whatever, generic. This is uh, the next part with Zachary Evans, though. This, Alex, I thought you would enjoy this part. Uh, there's some, like, some Pokeball mechanics oh, going my on God. here. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Austin's uh, giving us the eye roll, but it, this is like a thing, right? Like, So Zachary tries to recapture the yanma or his yanma or whatever and the, continuously just misses like the beams just don't go to it but we've seen in other pokemon episodes that the beam like automatically would go to the pokemon and bring it back what's going on here wait Alex, so this okay wait i'm not so certain i do think we've seen examples in the past where the recall beam is just a straight line right i'm pretty sure we've seen it draw i think i've seen it draw to a pokemon too like directly at them I just, I know they've tried to recall Pokemon in the past and they've missed. Like, it's been straight out and they've missed it and the Pokemon dodges it. So I know that they can do it that way. Like, we've seen it before. But there are other Pokeball mechanics in this episode that I am itching to talk about later. 
Ooh, Austin okay. is judging me. We're going to scratch that itch. Ooh. All right, that pokeitis. Got to get it. Get your shots. Uh, <laughs> right. Zachary oh, misses. Oh, I haven't got my shots yet. Okay, I need to do that. Thank you for the reminder. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Okay, get your shots, PSA. Uh, but you know who's not going to get shots? This Yanma, even though it's a terrible, terrible thing, because Zachary can't catch it. This thing flies into town. And it's like Godzilla's <laughs> coming to town. I mean, you're just like screaming. It's like oh a murderer God. just entered the town. It's like like a fire broke out and everybody's just trying to get the hell out of there. But this thing is like, it's this little dragonfly just zooming along and everybody's like locking down and, you know, screaming and running and the whole street just goes completely empty except for this like one guy who i guess he makes bread that's his thing and, and he just sits there they should know this yama just goes up to him and just like this hypersonic and just blasts his window completely in a smithereens and apparently this yanma is like known for that right like it just goes into town and is known to break whatever it can with its attacks or whatever it's doing this thing is a complete psychopath like it is gleefully causing <laughs> destruction like it's flying through the streets like jacob said it's people are running screaming locking their doors in fear and this thing is like smiling the whole time and then it comes up to that poor bakery man mr streusel or whatever i loved mr streusel's name that's like the most perfect name for a baker right what's the baker's name again mr streusel oh okay streusel Got it. And uh, he's just trying to sit there and have a nap. And then this this fucking thing comes up and shatters his glass and his eardrums. I'm pretty sure he was bleeding out of the ears. He's bleeding out of the ears. His eyes are popped out. Ew. It's awful. Yeah. Don't worry, Bo, though. I mean, we're looking at this guy. This is like the yeast of his problems. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> right? Come on. Oh, Jacob. Uh, okay. That might be an episode title. <laughs> oh my god, that might problem. be perfect, actually. Uh, Alright, so Mr. Struzel's got some problems. Alright, so that gets destroyed. And of course, Zachary's kind of nice about it. He's like, hey, you know, we'll replace it. Yeah, of course Zachary's nice about it, because it's his damn Yanma. But- well, he could have been a jerk about it. He could have victim blamed. Like, why didn't you lock your- Why didn't you lock down your factory? <laughs> why didn't you board <laughs> Everyone up Everyone else did. Everybody else boarded up. Why didn't you? Stupid Struzel. <laughs> yeah, he could have. That would have been a more fun episode. <laughs> that would have been, yeah. If Zach was a turd and just victim blamed everybody, that'd been great. But uh, that's not what we get here. Uh, we get uh, Zach's actually polite and says, "Hey, we'll replace it." We follow Zach back with this destructive Yama. We're back at his place, and his dad's there. We don't. I don't know his dad's name. Mister Evans. Daddy Evans. Okay. All right. He was not that attractive, Alex. I, can I just not play? I feel like the, I got to take it and just run with it. Now every like dad character uh, is like the daddy. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> in case on Mr. Evans though. I like how I'm like, I'm like objectively he wasn't that attractive as if any of these characters could possibly be. <laughs> we can't, this cannot become this podcast. Okay. We this is, not, it is becoming very like, no. we're all very sexualizing the characters no, now. we're not doing that anymore. Okay, okay. I'm putting it in. I'm putting it into this joke. It's over. Jacob's okay, it's done. Over. It's done. You're ruining it because it per- tied in perfectly to the next episode because I have something I to say about that kid. I don't think you can ruin something like that. Yes. 
You have something to say about the kid? No, because the fact that the next kid, which I'm jumping way ahead, he looks exactly like Zach. And so I was going to make a joke. Like, oh, oh, oh okay, daddy okay. Evans gets around. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Fucking ruined it. Okay. I thought that too, though, Alex. I, you weren't the only one. They're just lazy. That. They're just lazy with their character design. No, no. They don't give a shit. It's more fun when we pretend that the one <laughs> character is going around. Okay, I did notice Zachary had something very similar to Ash's Z marks under oh, his eyes. Oh, God. And the first thing I noted was, is this an Ash sibling? But then we saw Mr. Evans, and clearly Silver not. Silver Spawn. No, Mr. Mr. Evans. Ev- Mr. Evans is just Ash's dad's first kid that grew up and had another kid. <laughs> Whoa, it's intergenerational now. <laughs> this is Ash's nephew. It's transcending. <laughs> <laughs> I like that theory. Good job. <laughs> That's what that one, yeah. Mr. Evans, though, one thing you say about him, though, he has a hell of a glass because he owns a window factory. Ayo. And, um, <laughs> ayo. Right, he owns a glass factory. With no employees. <laughs> With no employees. It's a small business. Yeah. How hard is it to make glass? It's pretty hard, mm-hmm. right? I guess. I've only seen videos of the people that take, like, that wand thing and they have, like, the torches and they're, like, oh, mending it's so the cool. glass. It is super cool. But is that guy doing this or is there, like, a windows made? No, he's making, he's making, like, window panes, like... Yeah, but that one that, yeah, we'll get to that, but I don't know how hard it is. But he's doing it all by himself for this whole town. And I'm sure if you're making the, the glass supply for an entire town by yourself, it's not easy. It's a monopoly, though, too, right? Not to mention option. your fucking son's dragonfly is destroying the town every day. Is this like a safe light thing where the only thing you can get through your insurance is this one glass company? So every time Yanma goes destroys a glass thing, is he getting the insurance payout to replay it or replace it? I don't. All I know is the townspeople are able to get a second. They're able to use a different vendor later in the episode, or at least they think they are. Yeah, they think they are. But anyway, Mister Evans isn't too happy about what goes on, and uh, I think he kind of doesn't. He tell Zachary to get rid of his Yanma. I'm sick of making the glass that yeah. you people break, and he's right. Right? I mean, come on. We can't be mad at D. Evans for making this happen. He um he's trying is to sympathetic to his son's feelings. He isn't exact he's not like yelling at him to like get rid of it or anything, but he's like, Look, Zachary, you're costing me too much in my liability insurance. I can't keep financing this chaos and destruction. So you you got it. You just have to I'm so sorry, you have to let it go. Yeah, you gotta get rid of it. And this of course upsets Zachary, his kid, because he you know, it's like a dog. You don't want to get rid of it, even though it's like tearing up the house or something. He's trying to train it, but it's not working. And we go to comfort Zachary, of course. But then we get this, like, flashback thing to how they found Yanma and how it was, like, you know, destroying towns and setting fires. (laughs) But, you know, Mr. Evans and Zachary thought they could tame it. No, not really. It was just a... It's kind of like a Charizard. It was left out in the rain. It's very weakened. And the Evans boys, uh, they nurse it back to health. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and get it get it flying again set it free upon the town to wreak havoc yeah but um i feel bad for zachary a little bit because i guess he's trying to train it but he's not doing a great job and this is kind of a it's a repeating thing in the pokemon world about a kid gets pokemon can't train it and then the twerps gotta come in and save the day i mean this is like this is quintessential pokemon anime filler episode yeah that's what i was thinking too like i've got halfway through this and i'm like this is it right yeah yeah it's the right it's the typical formula well it's better than it being an annual festival which boiler alert that's the next episode so it's either one of the two <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are the two plots we have 
<laughs> Basically, I mean... I mean, it's just re- rinse repeating itself, you know. And speaking of rinse repeat itself, guess who shows up? Take a guess. Go ahead. Team Rocket. Team Rocket. All right. And Alex, I don't know what other Pokeball mechanic thing you're talking about. Um, so, uh, Oh, boy. Stop. You gotta yeah, stop. Yeah, so whenever you jump in, please, because I can't remember <laughs> what you're talking about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we can't just jump into Team Rocket because we got to talk about Pokeball mechanics because you all know anytime something Pokeball mechanic related comes up, we have to have a discussion. Yes, Austin. Do I have time to go get a snack? I'm hungry. <laughs> this is this is the riveting stuff. I know, I know, I know. You should be on the edge of your <laughs> I mean, seat. Mean. Like, we need a whole book dedicated to this. I, I still want one. I have to know. These are the burning questions. You should write it. Oh, but there's too many inconsistencies, but maybe I can, like, delve deep into it. Anyway, I am always tickled when the Pokeball mechanics come into play. So, before we figure out what Team Rocket's up to. So, Daddy Evans is like, son, you have to go get rid of your cursed Yanma, please. He's causing too much trouble. And he's like, okay, I have to. So, he, like, cries and runs into the woods. And he has the Pokeball. And this is where it gets interesting because... He doesn't release it necessarily like we've seen before, or I don't know. We have not seen before. From where we are now, we have seen it. Oh, okay. But as mm-hmm. of this point, we have not. However, it is not the standard releasing mechanic where I think it turns white and then it flies off or whatever. But he basically has the Pokeball and he says, I choose you, Yanma. Yanma comes out. And I think now that I'm thinking about it, was Yanma white? In color when it came out or i think it was red or was it red i think red i'm going red but he says i choose you which that threw me off because that's just... i choose you to release yanma and he tells it he's like we just can't be together anymore yanma it's not you it's me and then he like runs off no it's you yeah but actually it's you it's you yanma <laughs> <laughs> and so that was what i found interesting because he literally just calls it out like a normal pokemon but this apparently has the same effect as releasing it because, as we'll see, part two of this Pokeball mechanic story comes up later. So keep that in the back of your minds and we'll get to the next part of it. The contract is broken like the glass in the town. He can leave. I think it'd be funny if the Yama still stayed around town doing the same destruction, even after he released it. <laughs> like it just enjoys it so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Zachary's like, can't blame me now. It's not my Pokemon. <laughs> We're not going to replace the glass anymore. Yep. You're it's not our responsibility. You're going to default. Yep. <laughs> no more AC for y'all. Yep. That'd be that'd be good. Uh, thank you, Alex, for that uh, insight. We'll uh, get back to that in a minute with part two. But uh, jumping back into it here, Team Rocket, they've got a plan, okay? And their plan, they see the Yama, and they're instantly like intrigued by it. They're like, oh, it's a giant dragonfly. Let's catch it. So they catch it, and I think the original plan is probably to carry it back to the boss, but while they have it tied up to a string, they realize that this thing can break some glass, okay? And so, hey, Jesse gets the idea, there's money to be made here. So apparently, I don't know if Mr. Evans wasn't making any money before, because, I don't know, like, I guess you could sue him. Is there suing in Pokemon World? I, I don't I know. I don't know, that's a good question. Is there mm, litigation there in the Pokemon World? Have you ever seen a, a Pokemon lawyer? Um, actually, oh, no, wait, I was gonna say in black and white, there's, like, business, like, office people, but I don't think they're, like, lawyers, actually. But they, I'm sure they have lawyers. 
presumably there has to be like even copyright lawyers or like patent lawyers. There's got to be some form of lawyer in the they set, world. They settle all um, conflicts with Pokemon battles. So oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's any copyright infringement going on. How many like off-brand Pokeballs are there? That people just make in the woods, you know, I don't know. People just make apricots into Pokeballs. You know, I don't know. Them. You've got, like, Silphco, and then you've got, like, Devoncorp, and then, like, what other, like, mega companies and Pokemon are there? Mr. G's Balls Galore. Just throw them <laughs> out there. Kurt. Or <laughs> Gus, or whatever the hell Jacob called him that one time. I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> Gus. <laughs> yeah. Let us know, listeners. Write in and tell us if there's any Pokemon litigation you know of. That'd be great. Anyway, back to the episode here. They capture the Yanma, like I said, and they use it. Basically, they kind of get to where they can control it, and they just send it into the town. And this is the funny scene. Like, the villagers are so happy that the Yanma attack's over. And then, but guess what? It's time for round two. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, like, right after. <laughs> it's so awful. So Team Rocket's big shebang here is they're gonna destroy all the glass and they're gonna come in and sell glass and i'm not talking about meth i'm talking about like hey, hey. <laughs> windows window panes by causing some pain am i right okay i don't feel bad for these villager people at all or townspeople or whoever they are these how stupid do you have to be not to to notice that a window pane is actually ice yeah i don't <laughs> feel bad for them either like how did they first of all i don't know how they made these sheets of like ice but ice and glass are two different things. They could have made yeah. it a sugar, like in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. You could have, but they didn't, because it's specifically <laughs> ice. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an alternative. But, yeah. How they didn't melt before they put them up, either. I don't know. It, it, ice does not make sense. Did anyone watch the sub and see if it's made a, a different substance in the sub? No, it's ice. Like, wouldn't they know by touching it, and then it's, like, ice cold? Like, it's not... Or, like, looking at it. Yeah, or looking at it, because it's not <laughs> transparent, and it's literally an ice sheet and not a glass pane. Like, Wow, look at the condensation on my window pane <laughs> that's melting away. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, if you have glass win- glass windows, or ice windows, let if us If you know. have glass windows, let us yeah. know. <laughs> we, we got some ice windows we're going to sell you. <laughs> uh, so the townspeople are stupid enough to put up ice in place of windows, and I guess it probably felt good for a little while, especially if it's hot. Probably gonna, yeah, might cool you off a little bit. But Zachary, he's in the forest and he's got some regret because he, like we said, he relinquished his uh, Yama and he's he's upset. He wants it back. So they he keeps calling for Yama and he can't really find him. Of course, and he's going through. Okay, I'm gonna say something before we get to the next part. This place had a weird Pokemon Center, didn't it? That was. Are we sure that was a Pokemon Center and not like a church? It maybe it was repurposed. It was like in the middle of nowhere. It this was like a got monastery. the stained window, right? The stained glass window. Yes. On it. Yeah, this is like an old abandoned church that they have. And I don't know. What did it say? Did it have a giant P on it? It did have a P. Okay. Sorry, I'm yawning. It did have a P. Okay. That's the only reason why we knew it was a Pokemon Center. Like, I don't even know how Ash and them knew unless they stopped by it previously. We didn't see it. What is the distribution rate for Pokemon centers in the Johto region? Like, we're, like, in the back, 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 back woods, and there's one every five steps. Well, they're good at, re, you know, repurposing things. Instead of, like, clear-cutting and, and building new construction, they're like, oh, we have this old abandoned whatever, church, or whatever it is. And they Boom, just, Pokemon Center. Yeah, turning it into <laughs> something practical. 
commercial real estate, right? Yeah, it looks pretty good inside, though. And inside is, like I said, Mr. Evans, and he's building the stained glass for the Pokemon Center. Who's paying for that? He's refurbishing it? I don't know. Yes, Alex? I just want to ask the question, because you know I always do, and I don't care what you said before, because I'm just going to keep asking. Did anybody else get the feeling that there was something between Nurse Joy and Daddy Evans? I was thinking of the Norman episode. The Norman episode. Norman and Nurse Joy. Yeah, but that was... Norman just has bad communication skills. That's way in the future. Oh, sorry. That's just where my mind went. I just think there's something with with this because he's like giving her a special like commissioned stained glass fixture for her Pokemon Center. And they all they zoomed in several times to just those two and they were just standing there together. And I'm like, hmm, this is some preferential treatment. Nobody else in town gets this. Nurse Joy had like paint all over her face, too. So, you know, tell me what's going on there because the stained glass. Yeah. The paint. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just calling it like I see it. That's all. Nurse Joyce be fucking everyone. <laughs> That's their main job, I guess. Except for Brock. He's the only one. <laughs> How do you think they are so prolific? They're everywhere. They have to continue the line. They ensnare <laughs> yeah. the men of the town into procreating. All right. I like it. This is going. This is getting very dark. <laughs> All right. Yep. Uh, so Zach is uh, Nurse Joy. D. Evans, baby, confirmed. Okay. Have we ever seen a Joy have a son? Or is it always a Joy? Their genes are so strong, it's always, like, two X chromosomes. It's not... Even though the man contributes one of them, it overrides that. And it's always a girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's so pure. It's, it's pure <laughs> joy DNA. She has, like, like antibody, like, mini-nurse joys, like, in her body. And they go into, like, the man's, like, DNA and, like, alters it. So that way... It looks like the little fishing that's... lures yes. that they use. They just <laughs> swim up in there and connect the missing strains. Yep. Could you imagine, like, Nurse Joy takes a pregnancy test, positive. The man's like, oh, yeah, I hope, wonder if it's going to be a boy or a girl. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be a girl. That's <laughs> when that's when she kills right him. Away. Yeah, she kills him for asking questions and then has the girl, so. And then she eats him to sustain the baby. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is, like, some horror shit. Like, this is some sci-fi horror shit. <laughs> fatal attraction Uh. (laughs) Uh. nurse joy is like an alien i feel like all she has to do is like rip off her like human suit and then you got to grab her by the the hair things and like rip it off those are like handles like release handles you just grab both of them and go and then the air comes out and like she splits into two (laughs) (laughs) Who, the the Anma? Who cares about this episode? <laughs> no, Nurse Joy. Nurse Joy take the Nurse Joy. The Yanma is actually a baby Nurse Joy. <laughs> That's the larval stage. Of <laughs> it just hasn't cocooned yet. <laughs> this is so disturbing, you guys. Could you imagine going across in the woods and you see all these sacks and you poke it and then <laughs> it and it just flops out? Oh man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So the stained glass window is being repaired by uh, Mr. Evans. Good for good for him and his uh, baby mama getting some new stained glass. Uh, okay. This is when um, we see Zachary's gone. Like we said, he's looking for his yama. So he strolls into town. 
And then he immediately starts victim-blaming the village people, asking them why they broke their own glass and what's going on. Here. No, just kidding. He just walks up there, and the town people are so angry at him that they tie him up and are going to carry him to his father. <laughs> this is, like, pretty traumatizing. <laughs> they f- they're fed up, right? They're, yeah, they're I, I, would also, <laughs> I would also grab the child yeah. by the collar and be like, we're going to kill you, basically. <laughs> what? But what is the logic behind their accusation? Because Team Rocket obviously comes in with their ice scam, but then the first instinct of Mr. Strusel and the rest of them are like, Zachary, you're working for the ice scammers. Like, I don't understand how that makes sense. He's rebelling against his father. By joining forces with the ice glass The ice scheme. people. His dad's a bad dad, too, right? Like, does his dad go and apologize to the people? Or does he just, like, keep throwing Zach out there and let him do it? He gives them free shit. He did apologize once to Mr. Was he Strusel. in the town, though? No, he was at his person? shop. I wouldn't go into town either. <laughs> just keeps letting his kid go in there and getting beaten up by the, the village people. Okay. Did we like the part where Brock said, maybe they could just move to a different place? <laughs> we can we take this town and move it over there. Brock is so out of touch. He's like, oh, just, yeah, just, well, actually, maybe it is just so easy in the Pokemon world. It's like, yeah, just move your entire livelihood. No big deal. I'm just glad no one suggested to get rid of the windows. Like, let's accommodate this one evil thing by just getting rid of windows. I'm glad everyone's stuck. These village no, people Ash stuck did. to their- Ash said maybe they should get plastic windows. Oh, he did. That's right. That would still shatter, though. That would be worse. Couldn't they do, like, in tropical towns or whatever, like, just have, like, wooden shutters that you can, like, sort of, like, close? The victims are the problem, Alex. Yeah. The victims. <laughs> Sorry. Forgot about that. <laughs> That could maybe work. I don't know. Anyway, they they shouldn't have to do that anyway. This Zachary should be better at training his Yanma. But th- this there's another part I'm going to point out here. Nurse, Nurse Joy says something about Yanma being a difficult Pokemon to start out with. What does that have to do with anything? Nurse Joy also is like, I don't... Uh, fucking Yanma. Okay. I don't know if there was like some thing behind that, actually, or if that's just something she just said. I don't know if that was actually like a Pokemon lore thing or... Uh, maybe i don't know this nurse joy is just not very good at her job okay all right no she had personal stakes in it because she said the yanma came to her pokemon center and destroyed everything so she was like get rid of this fucking thing (laughs) she was trying to sabotage it they need that psychiatrist pokemon trainer guy up here maybe it's got jealousy or something that would solve its problem that would be helpful but anyway this is another part that's kind of weird to me suddenly team rocket comes back into town Right after uh, was the plan here that they thought Yama was going to come through again and break the glass that they come through and try to resell it, or was it by accident that they come to the town? I, I think Team Rocket just wandered by because the script necessitated it. Okay, I was just wondering because they kind of give it away and everybody immediately knows that they've shamed him out of glass, and then this is the great reveal of um, Team Rocket, right? Because they get caught out by the village people. And Alex, is this where you want to do the Pokemon mechanics thing? It's kind of close to it. They're confronting Team Rocket, right? And then he realizes, like, which this part didn't make any sense to me because didn't they say something to the effect of, like, you have to battle with Team Rocket and not let Team Rocket win so that Yama doesn't smash the special stained glass window? But I'm like, why would Yama even be involved? Why would it even listen to Team Rocket? How is this an issue? If the battle is between Arbok and Weezing or Victory Bell or whatever... Like, how does this pose any threat? Yamma doesn't have to do Sonic Boom or whatever 
that didn't make sense to me. I know. I guess their thought process that it's so powerful, it's going to break it like by proxy and being close to it. Like maybe it would get scared or something. I don't. Yeah. Like it would shoot it off and miss and hit the stained glass. I don't know. Maybe. Regardless of that. So they're like you. So Misty has the brilliant idea. She's like, you got to get Yanma back. And so this is where this part two of the Pokeball mechanics comes in, where I guess, according to what happens now, I guess he actually did release it because he throws the Pokeball at it. He says, return now, like he never released it, but it physically has to hit Yanma. It's not a beam to like recall it. it he physically throws it at it like he's catching it. It hits Yanma, it turns into the red light, goes into the Pokeball and catches it. He wasn't returning it. He was actually re-catching it. I thought that was fun. Was it the same Pokeball that he originally had it in that he recalled it with? I don't know. That's the other good question. Like, can you reuse it? Can you reuse a Pokeball that's had a Pokemon in it before? Yeah. Why can't you put more than one in there? I mean, come on. That'd be easy, right? All six Pokemon in one ball? Great. I think he really did release it before, but I think that the way they just dubbed it over was incorrect with it saying like i choose you and return now because those were not the things that happened in those moments yeah love me some pokeball mechanics you guys it doesn't make much sense but we try our best to make it make sense right you know what else doesn't make sense dexter yanma Uh, yes mr (laughs) evans oh who then says well now you should just destroy the stained glass i don't care about it anymore zachary just destroy the stained glass get rid of it this remind me of the time in Dragon Ball Z, when Gohan's fighting Cell, and he's reserving his power, but then Goku comes back in spirit form and tells Gohan, the Earth can just be replaced with the Dragon Balls. Destroy it. Oh. And there, there you go. It's just like destroying the Earth. These are parallel moments in the anime universe. So it really didn't matter at all. He could have no. just wished it back. Yeah. Why don't they just use the Dragon Balls to wish Cell to go away? Uh, They tried that, but he just came back. Or something like that. Why don't they wish Cell never existed? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Austin, there's 14 timelines we have at this point by the time Cell comes. So Okay, okay, okay. I think so, I don't know. But speaking of destroying the Earth, Yanma comes out there, and he now he don't care. Glass is going to be broken. And this is a really good training point for Zachary, okay? So Yanma's out there fighting Team Rocket, and is not doing a good job. So Zachary gives the ultimate advice of do better. And then Yama, <laughs> Yama's ready to play now. Right, Yama's ready to get after it. Yes, Alex. The other point I was going to make about things not making sense. Does anybody want to mention Dexter and the embarrassing fuck up that Dexter makes? What does Dexter say? Dexter cannot count to two, apparently. What? I think, so did you guys miss this part where like... Yes. They're trying to figure out what attacks, because like Jacob was saying... In order to cure Yanma of its, like, psychosis, they have to battle with it and prove that they can be a team. And so they're like, well, what what moves can, like, Yanma do? Because I've never battled with it before. So Ash is like, I have an idea. Let's talk to Dexter and it'll tell us. And so he pulls out Dexter and Dexter says, I hope this is nobody's quote. He says, two, two, number two, of Yanma's strongest attacks are... Tackle Double Team and Sonic Boom. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is a Tackle Double Team? <laughs> you never heard of that one? Tackle Double Team? I, oh, I guess that one's new to me. 
Yeah, that's some football terminology right there. Oh, I thought it was a sex thing. Uh, well, we see what we all have our priorities on. Uh, mm. Just like Team Rocket, who's ready to destroy the twerps. Right, but that, that ain't going to happen, though, because Zack says, do better to Yanma, and guess what? It starts doing better. That was convenient. Yeah. And then uh, Yanma gets some help, of course, from Chikorita and Poliworld, which we haven't seen, I don't think, that often. But it's here, and they are all three do like this simultaneous attack on Team Rocket and hit their wagon filled with ice, and it explodes. So this ice must have been like nitrous oxide or something, because it just explodes and sends them blasting off, and... The town thinks Yanma and now lets it freely destroy their glass anytime it wants. The end. Hooray. Good for everybody. I'm glad that the stained glass survived. How long has this been going on? How long has this Yanma been just terrorizing these people? 33 years and 358 days. That's right. Okay. There you go. <laughs> it's been Groundhog Day every day. They've been living in this hell <laughs> for decades. Yep. Everyone repeats the day except for Zachary. Oh my gosh. So there's our first introduction to Yanma. It's a dragonfly. It evolves. It knows two attacks, tackle double team and hypersonic. <laughs> is this supposed to like ingratiate people to Yanma? Like is this supposed to make it popular? Because I feel like this just made me hate it. Yeah, it's like an immature brat. And I don't think it's that cute. I'm sorry. Mm. I think it's cute. Eh. I guess we can all have our opinions that's the great thing about pokemon that is true and speaking of opinions now we can talk about our opinions on who is the most viable player, <laughs> the least viable player and what was the best quote from the episode you're welcome for that by the way thanks austin <laughs> anytime <laughs> austin you're going first followed by myself and then alex Okay, my MVP is going to be Jesse, because Jesse points out what I always thought, which is that Gamma looks like a Caterpie. Does it? That's a good point. Yeah. It totally does. The I face. don't see it at all. Well, you must be blind. Now, my LVP is Alex for not recognizing that Gamma looks like a Caterpie. All right, I'm fine with it. I don't think so. No, my LVP will be Nurse Joy for her sick... <laughs> methods of reproduction <laughs> oh man you stole mine <laughs> yep and my quote will be I, oh, I don't really know jesse says we caught a yo-yo and meow says it's oh, called a yanma and jesse says everything. don't con- don't contradict me you stole yep, everything that's mine austin you stole everything i i do that i'll give my mvp to uh d evans for uh, hitting Nurse Joy, yeah. Hitting her? <laughs> you know, hitting it. Oh, yeah. okay. Hitting that clit. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you hit it and didn't quit. Good for him. Um, fulfilling Brock's dreams. Um, and then my LVP, uh, Mr. Strudel, because apparently he's the only one whose glass just continuously keeps getting broke. So that sucks for uh, Mr. Strudel. Then, of course, my Strusel. Strusel. Strudel would be funnier, right? Because it's bread. My quote comes from Ash. Oh, what's this bullshit going to be? We've already said it. No, uh-huh. this is real. This is real. Maybe they uh-huh. can replace all the windows with plastic. Okay, there we go. Sure. Okay. My one was, the, that was a good one, Austin, with the yo-yo. All righty. What is even left? I am going to give my MVP to Brock. Nobody said Brock, right? 
No, because he didn't do anything. Because he knew, he did He did do something, and that was, he did not hit on Nurse Joy because he knew that this Nurse Joy was fucked up, that she was an alien <laughs> monster creature. <laughs> He's the... And... <laughs> He knew based on like the pheromones, like he had a feeling because he didn't, he did not hit on her, right? Are we, are we sure it's a Nurse Joy and not like a xenomorph of some That's kind? That's what I'm like... saying. I'm pretty sure <laughs> she's some kind of xenomorph, oh my eldritch horror type of thing. So that's why even Brock, who always consistently hits on Nurse Joy or Officer Jenny, he was very cautious and he did not get that same sort of feeling. So we should have known from that right there. Uh, my LVP, I'm going to give it to Dexter for not knowing how to count. And Jacob just sent the fake paper mache alien from Mexico in the chat. That's the that's Nurse Joy. Right oh, there. I hate that thing. <laughs> this thing looks so fake. Like, who can ever look at this thing and think, oh, yes, there's something to that? I like its perfectly sculpted out facial features that it has. Somebody put some work into it. Eyes and eyebrows. It even has, like, eyebrows and, like, a nose and mouth. So ridiculous. All right. What have I got left? Oh, my quote. Okay. So, Jesse says at one point when they're, like, going through the town, giving their little spiel or something, Waba Fett pops up and she's like, ignore Waba Fett. It's just window dressing. That was cute. All right. We're, we're running long with this one. I've learned the Nurse Joy stuff. Ooh. <laughs> All right, get ready, Alex. The Grass Route is the next episode we're going to be doing. It's not what you think it is. What, what, what do we think it is? I don't know. It's just throwing it out there. I don't think it's anything. <laughs> Explain this to me. I'm stupid. I was thinking of grass, but we can go ahead. Oh, okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so this is the obligatory skip loom episode. Even the narrator's tired of this. Uh, but we arrive at... Actually, I don't even know where we are, but this is like the home of the grass type of humor, apparently. And we meet uh, another blue-haired kid, Ephraim, who would Skippy the Skip Loom. He's like, you should enter the grass tournament. Of course, it's an annual festival. Ash is like, ha this is no big deal. I have a bubble swarm. We're the best. Uh, turns out he gets overconfident, and Ephraim ends up beating him in the competition, and Ash doesn't get any leaf stones. Very sad. Time. Two minutes ago. Or two seconds ago. Oh. Two minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep going. You went on way too long. I'm going to be quick with this one. Okay, so the narrator claims we're near Ecrotique. It's just over the hill. That's not true. Darn. (laughs) And then, oh my god, there's a skip loom. How exciting. Oh my god, a skip loom. Ash is like, oh my god, it's a skip loom. So exciting. And then Ephraim, Zachary Evans' um, half-brother, appears. (laughs) And he owns Skippy the Skip Loom. And so... I don't know. He and Ash have a battle, and Ash does his thing where he wins. And then Misty says, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, Ash Ketchum, you monster. This was bullshit. I'm sorry. I was so upset with them for this. What? Okay, go on. Go into it. No, I mean, really, that's... There's not much to that. Like, he, he battles perfectly fine and well within, like, the confines of, like, a battle. I don't think he did anything untoward or weird. He just battled better. Right. And so... Misty and Brock, like, he knocks out Skippy, and they're like, how dare you, Ash? You destroyed that Skip Loom. You should be ashamed. Oh, like they over, like he overdid it. But he didn't. Except he didn't. Yeah. (laughs) 
He didn't do anything out of the ordinary. I don't even know which Pokemon did it, but... He didn't continuously attack it while it was fainted, right? <laughs> he used Chikorita, right? Yeah, it was Chikorita in the beginning. Oh, right, right. It was a totally tame battle. Like, nothing wild or crazy. He didn't... It wasn't like the Golisopod and Primarina shit, all right? It was just a normal episode, a normal battle. Well, Misty and Brock disagree because, I don't know, they're bored or something. <laughs> and they want, they're craving some conflict. I would be, too. They're out for blood after the last episode. So Skippy the Skip Loom is bleeding out and will die within moments. And then it gets up on its feet just fine and perfectly normal. So we all go to Ephraim's house and meet his parents, including his hippie dad and his mom, who looks like a generic anime mom. They're literally flower. Like, he's a flower child. Like, that was the joke, right? Yeah. Their backyard is awesome. Though they did, they had they have a beautiful garden filled with grass type Pokemon watering them. They have all these potted plants. Hippie Dad says you should stay the night, and Nash says I'm already unpacked. Oh, <laughs> essentially, because <laughs> he was like, yeah, I assumed we were going to spend the night. Yeah, I've already got my room called and everything. It's all part of the grift. They just keep hopping to house to house. Ash like pokes his head out of the shower. Yeah, I know. Thank you. No, this place <laughs> this place doesn't have showers, Austin. Oh, true, true. It's got the mud They don't bath. believe in deodorant. Yeah, it's the mud organic They rub the grass-type Pokemon over their bodies. Oh, God. I would not stay there. I'm sorry. I need people to be hygienic. Eh, it's okay. If you're a kid, you don't have to brush your teeth. It's awesome. But we are having some exposition with the hippie family. Ephraim's all excited about the grass Pokemon tournament. Was it just called grass Pokemon tournament? Yes. Yeah, that's okay. exactly. There's no, no creativity so excited. at all. I can see why Ash thought it was small potatoes. And they did not say it was annual, by the way. Yes, they did. Yes, did they, they did. Oh, yes, okay. they did. Okay, because I was paying attention and I missed it. Oh, it's later. The hippie family doesn't say that, but the announcer at the conference. Oh, the annual okay. grass I, tournament. That's why I missed it's it. It's the Thanks. 40, okay. I know, I'm going to just say it. It's the 45th annual grass Pokemon competition. Oh, I completely tuned that out. Thank you for correcting me. Absolutely. It has to be said. Oh my god, another <laughs> annual thing. <laughs> we have not, why have we not been keeping a list? Okay. Because it's too much. I would have gave up. It'd be after, too long. It'd be, yeah. After the third time, I'd have been like, I'm done with this. I can see a pattern when a, when it's occurring, okay? I'm, I'm not doing it. Just err on the side of caution. It, it usually, nine, actually like 11 times out of 10, it's probably a fucking annual competition. Who is... Like, the one in the writer's room being like, <laughs> we need to have an annual festival or competition in this episode. Do they in the know? Next episode, are they aware? In the next episode. <laughs> in the next episode. These places are so dull and boring. They need something to look forward to at least once a year, even if it's stupid or dumb. So. But how come the twerps are there every single goddamn day? <laughs> because there literally is something happening every day. They just roll into town and there's something. Yeah. The, oh, okay. The so if we were if we were to go to Wabafet Village today and not a couple days ago, it'd be like Dunsparce Festival Day or something. Yeah, right. it's like the National Free Donut Day. It's every every day is something. Maybe they have the annual festival every single day, like Wabafet right, Town. Oh, the same one yeah, every day. Every single day, it's fucking Groundhog that's, that's Day. Not annual. <laughs> I didn't realize how relevant Groundhog Day would be to this episode, but I'm loving it. <laughs> oh my god johto is a groundhog day it really and truly is pretty close is there a groundhog pokemon i don't believe there is is there there's not? that there's a mario character monty mole there's a diglet does that count sure diglet day all right ash his he has a weakness this he has a character flaw for one episode in which he thinks he's hot shit 
because oh my god you guys he's in the orange league hall of fame oh my god so winning a local tournament like this will be real easy do we have thoughts because we've had quite the discussions about the orange league and its notoriety or lack thereof or even if it's a real thing or not yeah well ash seems to think it is in this episode nobody mentions it though nobody knows of it Ash mentions it, and then later the announcer says, Ash did quite well in the Indigo Plateau League. Well, that makes sense, because that's the Indigo Plateau. Because people actually know what that is. I mean, in Ash's mind, it makes sense, right? Because it's like, he didn't win the Indigo League. He participated in was what, top 16 or something? Right. But he actually won the Orange League Hall of Fame. So I feel like in his mind, that's a pretty significant accomplishment. Well, it in is. my mind, the the annual grass tournament is actually a bigger deal than the Orange League, because in this one, it's actually a tournament. But what do I know? Like, for the top 16 guy to only make it that far, but then win the Orange League, says how, how not good the Orange League is. You know what I mean? Like, if a... It's sort of like if in football or something, if you got a school that wins their conference, but it's not like the big-time conference or whatever, it's not as good as winning the actual... the other school. So it's like the... Decredits or discredits the Orange Island League by having the random top sixteen kid win it. No, not the champ, you know. Well, I bet I bet now the Orange League's all like, yeah, we had Ash Ketchum come here. He's a big deal now. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real, real riot there. Um, I have a question. What I can't remember. What was the prize for winning the Orange League? A trophy. A small. Okay, I took note of this. Ash got a small trophy for winning the Orange League. The trophies for the grass tournament are far bigger. That's what than I that was wondering because I was like, okay, what did he win from winning the Orange League? Because this competition's prizes was awesome. A bunch of leaf. It stones. was like a huge, giant goblet full of leaf stones. Like like a hundred leaf stones were in there. Like it was amazing. Well, at, for the Orange League, Ash got um, Delia's new dumbbell that she can use during her jazzercise sessions. All oh, right, that she uses as a paperweight when she's not yeah. right. The shake weight. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was very James of me. This uh, That Orange League competition was nothing. This one's way better. Well, he, back in the backwoods of Johto, it's time for the Grass Tournament League or whatever the shit. And Team Rocket's going to be in it, too, because they want the Leaf Stones. Because they're going to sell them. Which, like, fair enough. James is going to go in Victory Bell. And Jessie is going to enter with her son, Flora. Who might look familiar to us. She doesn't have one. <gasps> it's Meowth in his son, Flora costume. With his thorns. Yes. Since this is an all-battle episode, I really didn't keep very many notes at all, other than James and Jesse's fake names were absurd. They were their names backwards. Yes, and I only learned that because of Bulbapedia, because I knew I was going to miss something. <laughs> I did too. Thank I you, Bulbapedia. <laughs> well, I didn't have closed captions on the DVD, so I couldn't tell what the hell their names were. What are they actually? S-J... What? Esage for Jesse. Esage. And for James, it was like... Samaj. Samaj. Okay, whatever. Ash kicks some ass with Bulbasaur. But Skippy's doing pretty well, too. Because Skippy is able to beat Victory Bell, apparently. I wrote that down, at least. Now it's uh, Meowth versus Bulbasaur. And Meowth does pretty good, actually. He holds his ground against Bulbasaur. I do need to, I want to point some things out. So I thought that Meowth could not use actual moves because of his whole, like, I learned to talk, so I gave up my moves. 
he can use fury swipes. He used more than one move, though. He used fury swipes, scratch, and fake out. I think scratch was just him using fury swipes. What about fake out? That I have no explanation for. I think he, well, he like kind of smacked Bulbasaur in the head with the with the little fake leaves. And I'm like, was that actual fake out? Or was that just like what the announcer said was a fake out? He also kicked Bulbasaur at one point. Yeah, he did. Oh, poor Bulbasaur. Meowth did a good job, I thought. He was actually kind of winning for a bit. For a bit, though. Yeah. Until... Well, he only lost because Bulbasaur cut the costume off, and the announcer was like, you're disqualified. That's the only reason he lost. Win's a win. Do you think Meowth would have took it if that didn't happen? Meowth beat Onyx at one time. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that. After he threw water buckets on him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Doesn't matter, though, because Team Rocket's out of the running, and I think they do a motto and they get blasted off. I don't give a shit. But now in the finals, Ash, meanwhile, is cock of the walk because he. this is some backwoods bullshit. Who cares? Ash is going to beat this all. Ephraim is like, I'm not going to win against Ash. But his parents are very supportive of both of them, even though Ash has been nothing but a dick the whole episode. They're hippie people. They're just like, yeah, they're very nice. Hippie people. Way. Make pe- make love, not war. They're high up their fucking gourds. Did you hear what they fucking said to the crowd? No. Is this somebody's quote about... Any anything from the parents? No. Okay, I'm just. This is so embarrassing. And Ephraim like actually is like standing there like blushing because he's like this. This is horrible. This is definitely some like new age hippie shit. And they were high because they were like they're like oh we're so proud of our boy. Oh my gosh, you know we don't really care who wins, but we're so glad he's having fun. We're so proud of him. And they're like the mom says something like he was so talented and you know wonderful even as a baby that he used to change his own diapers oh <laughs> that's just that's lazy that's just being lazy <laughs> the kid's yeah, i was so... like what that child was in his own waist for days on end eventually the diaper just got so full it fell off and he just had to put on another one i think the the grass pokemon probably just raised him oh <laughs> that would be an interesting story but now it's time for Ash versus Ephraim, and Ash loses. I'm not quite sure why, because I didn't pay attention, but Sunflora, not Sunflora, Skiploom uses Solar Beam, and the entire time, Misty and Brock and Ephraim's parents have been like, wow, Ephraim's been training the whole time and getting faster, and Double Team's getting better, and Ash has been like, I don't know, scratching his ass while before. <laughs> scratches its own ass with a vine whip and that's why ash loses apparently does bulbasaur at this point no solar beam or not yes it, it does it's, he's no solar beam for quite some time why doesn't ash ever use it he only ever u- has bulbasaur use like a vine whip like in the episode that he uses it or whatever it's supposed to take like a year to charge up you know like it's supposed to be strategically used in battle but like the past couple of times we've seen it, it's like an instant charge and an instant shot. You know, it's almost like in the same move set. So it, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe that's why, because he was actually taught the right way. Well, fun fact, this is a game mechanic thing and not a show mechanic thing, I guess. But if you use, I think, I think this is right. Correct me if I'm wrong. But if you use Sunny Day first to set up and then you use solar beam it's not a one turn charge like it's instant you can use it and it gets a solar beam off the same turn did skippy use any day i wouldn't know because i didn't watch the episode i just i stopped paying attention during the episode i know skippy used a solar beam but i don't think he used a sunny day i don't think he did and i think it was a quick call too because they're like 
the judge is like, Bulbasaur's out. Yeah, Bulbasaur didn't even fall to the ground with the swirly eyes. I think the judge was like, we hate this Ash kid. Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, he's still like, Bulbasaur was still on all fours. and like, Lo- was- local, local hero Ephraim wins. Ar- after Ar- over Orange League champion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think they're just biased and they want to have like a local win and not like an outsider. So they were like, we can't let the Leaf Stones leave town. Give them to Ephraim. Some home cooking going on there. Yeah. It's rigged. So Ash was an asshole this whole episode, and there's some, like, lip service to, like, you should train, but Ash, Brock and Misty don't give him shit for that. No. Oh, well. All right. The episode's over now. Yay. Yay. The grass, the grass root. <laughs> Why? I'm sorry. Why was it? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be so glad when we get away from these, like, one Pokemon episodes, because I'm like, why couldn't it have, like, been a Skip Loom Jump Luff episode? Like, I thought it was going to evolve. To be honest, that, with and then you. we could cross off two in one skip looms with one stone. Yeah, it's the it's the perfect time in a battle for it to happen too, because these Pokemon just spontaneously combust. Also, I don't like skip loom very much. I don't no. either. Uh, Hophip is cute. Jumpluff is really cute. Skip loom is the ugly duckling in the middle. It's the Jan Brady. Oh, it's the face only hippies could love. Sure, Jan. Nice try, Jan. <laughs> All right. MVP, LVP, and quote time. All right, I get to go first. Yay, followed by Alex. Yay, Austin. Yay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Okay, I'm going to give mine. Oh, my gosh. I was going to give it to the parents to that diaper thing. So I'm I'm not doing it then. Now, I guess I'll give it to uh, the announcer. for That guy was pretty entertaining. Um, Knew the moves. Kept the crowd going uh for small potatoes this guy knew what he was doing with the crowd there uh my lvp i'll give it to meowth i don't know that thing just seems so uncomfortable <laughs> that they put him in the the costume the sunflora costume it's like all taped and it's it looks like he's just suffocating in the thing it's it, no it just looks awful so i feel bad for him and uh my quote comes from james actually and uh i don't know this kind of reminds me of my perfect day he says isn't it nice clouds of white a sky of blue and a plate of hamburgers i was like yep they just want the simple things team rocket but they can never get them okay let's see i'm gonna give my lvp to brock and misty for calling out Ash inappropriately for just having a normal battle. He literally didn't do anything wrong, and they gave him shit for beating up a skip loom, which he didn't really beat up, but whatever. My MVP, I'm gonna give it to the Leaf Stones. Because <laughs> I like them. Sure. <laughs> I literally can't think of anybody else who deserves it. So Leaf Stone, shout out, why not? Mm forcing pokemon to evolve all the time yeah no big thing right but also to jacob to that point just an aside i thought the pokemon have to like want to evolve like even if you put i a think they do stone yeah. on them like what austin you have a thought I've got, i'm sorry i'm thinking of myself i've gotten into a bad habit i was playing this the scarlet violet dlc i'll give the pokemon the evolution stone and then i get bored during the sequence where they're evolving so i start mashing b and the pokemon stops evolving and i'm like why did it stop evolving 
then I realized what I was doing. And wasted I was subconsciously, a stone. <laughs> just wasted yes, a stone. I was subconsciously pressing B without so thinking about it. You got some it. weird, like, demonic torturing of your Pokemon there. Like, here, <laughs> here, I want you to evolve. And you sit there and you. Never mind. It. Psychological <laughs> torture. Yeah, it's sitting there trying evolve? to transform and Do it's like morphing its body, and you're like, no, never mind. <laughs> And then I really do evolve it the next time. <laughs> Seconds later. You're evil. God, I'm just imagining like if it was Pokemon on HBO and it's like you give them the stone and it's like, okay, are you ready to evolve? And it's like, all right, it's going to be painful. And they're like, bones are cracking and shit. And here comes Austin. Wait, stop. Stop. <laughs> and they're in mid like contortion. Like, ah. This is why you save beforehand. So that way you don't waste your stones if you accidentally Okay, so hit apparently me. I was wrong. If you use an evolution stone, you can't cancel it with B. So I was giving them rare candies oh. and then pressing B. Okay. Uh, okay. But I was probably pressing B after using an evolution stone and didn't even think about it. I didn't know that. I guess I've never tried, but I didn't think about it. No take backsies. <laughs> Maybe they just don't want you to like accidentally waste it. That's what I do is I waste rare candies. Oh. <laughs> no, they still keep the level though, don't they? Yes. Yeah, but I don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> I mean, you can always, like, move to, like, if it's for a move or something and you don't want to evolve them, you can always go back to, like, the move tutor or something, but Austin has his own unique way of playing. Let's just say that. What does that mean? You like to torture the Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> you just do what you want to do. doesn't even matter. Well, I don't give a shit. I wish I had that kind of, like, nonchalant list. Like, I think I care too much about how I play the game and so it becomes, like, not fun. Well, you you don't play the game. Exactly. It's a It's a problem. It's a real problem. I'm trying to work on it. I don't think I have an unusual way of playing. I think you have an unusual way of playing is the game, me? Alex. Is it I'm the am I the problem? It's not me, it's you, Yanma. <laughs> it's not Yanma. I'm the Yanma in this situation. All right, my quote is going to be from Meowth, and it's when Jesse has the brilliant idea of putting him in costume and sending him out there as some flora, and he's like, I just have one request, you guys. Don't fertilize me. I missed. I missed. I, that. I did that not one. watch this episode at all. I don't know what that means, but it stood out to me. Don't shit on him. <laughs> don't throw turds on me. Yeah. Oh, that's probably how. Uh, that's probably why they didn't refill the diapers or change oh the diapers. Oh my god! They probably just let it stack up and threw it on the, the their garden. <laughs> my quote is gonna be: Ash says, "I do what I can to help the kids," which I just thought was really weird and random. What? I don't know. I wrote it down. When did he okay, say I, that? I'm going to change it. That sucks. <laughs> I'm going to change it no. to James saying, at two Wobbuffet, when Wobbuffet eats his hamburger. Oh. No. Oh. That's a better quote. Uh, my MVP will be Ephraim, because who else is going to win it? He won the tournament. Yeah, sure. And my LVP will be Ash for being a dick for the episode. And never really learning his lesson. I mean, I guess he lost, but... I don't think he really cared that he lost. He won't remember tomorrow, so who cares? He won't remember tomorrow, that's right. It's Everything's a reset. <laughs> because tomorrow we have a way more exciting episode. Ooh, you want to tell us about it, Austin? Next episode, we're going to skip Pikachu's Winter Vacation for now, because it's not December. And we're going to skip ahead to Pokemon Mewtwo Returns. Ooh, that sounds exciting. The 60-minute TV special. Oh, it's only 60 minutes? Okay. Somewhere around there. It's a feature-length TV episode, basically, but it's not an episode. Does Mewtwo come back? Mewtwo returns. <gasps> oh, my. 
Jacob, have you seen this before? I'm not sure, but I know I have a feeling as soon as I start watching it, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, I've, I've hit this before. I'm sure you, yeah, probably. It's a big one. So a lot going to happen. A lot of excitement. Giovanni. I'm excited. Oh my God, does Giovanni show up? Yep. Oh my God. Okay. This is just going to be a nice change of pace. <laughs> things are going to actually happen. Thank, yeah. Praise the Lord. The annual Mewtwo <laughs> festival is happening. At Mewtwo Village. <laughs> Mewtwo Village. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Oh my god. Is there anybody thoughts about this episode for or these episodes for I close this out here? You guys are so. You know what? Honestly, I think we had a lot to talk about with these episodes. So we have a lot to say. It's just that the source material is not very good. But that gives more creative license to do whatever, and we do whatever. Like we do whatever. We do whatever. We do have to branch out a lot. We try to make it entertaining when they're not. I think we're trying to entertain ourselves is a thing. Is it working? I think we can tell when we like we start to like get bored and so we just like go off the rails and like Nurse Joy is an alien creature come to kill all the men. <laughs> Her DNA is so strong it absorbs the Y chromosome. I go. think we were always up front with how unhinged we are on this and I think it's you never know what's going to come out of our mouths and like the path that we take through these episodes so I am always entertained. Are you not entertained? <laughs> we just have to work for it. You better work, bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Leave five stars. <laughs> Join our Patreon. Yep. Thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments, like I said, there's many avenues to reach out to us. Uh, you can reach us out, reach out to us at outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. Again, that is out of the drink, outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. Drunk. <laughs> I feel drunk, but I'm not. Uh, we have an X platform, aka Twitter, that is out of drying pan. I guess they're still called handles, and it is out of drying pan. We got an Instagram, same thing, out of the drying pan. Alex controls that, and also we have a Patreon. If you want to learn all about that, you can find the link in the description. It's got all the different tiers that we have there. And again, we like to say thank you all for listening, and join us next time as this journey continues.